tuned into the Journey Podcast. This podcast is for women from all walks of life to come together and share their stories through their eyes. So thanks for taking the journey with us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Journey Podcast. I am so excited for tonight's episode. So the woman that I have on today, I do not know her personally, but I've been following her story over the years, um, and I'm just grateful that she uh, decided to come onto this uh, podcast to inspire some other women just as she's inspired me over the years. I am not going to... uh, I sound so church, but belabor the hour. I'm going to let her get right into it and introduce herself. Um, so we have none other than, I don't want to say lady because this is not church, but lady, uh, I, I'm about to mess it up again. Melissa Edmund. Sorry, I still, did it. I still did it. It's okay. So Sorry. I am, I'm Melissa Edmonds. Um, because some people do have issues with my name, known widely as Lady M, and that is in the church. Um, my husband is Pastor Arshon Edmonds, and we do lead Capacity Church together. So Lady M works, Mel works, Malisha. Just, you know, don't call me anything outside of a child of God, and I'll probably answer. <laughs> um, but for those um who may not really be familiar with me personally, um, you probably will know me more from the church world and um, some of the journey that me and my husband have shared through my illness, through his, through the illness of our two children um, who also, um, who passed away this past January. So a lot of our story is exhibited through the church, although there is so much more to me than that. Um, I am, a writer. I'm saying writer because hopefully by the end of this year that will change to publish author, Lord willing. Um, and I am the owner of Persuaded Apparel, which is my love story with Christ through t-shirts and other, <laughs> other fun items. So thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm grateful for even the connection virtually. Um, and what God has done through me that inspired you, because truly, um, <laughs> again, I don't do this camera thing. I'm okay with not being seen at all. I, yeah, listen, I understand that um, for a while I was the one to, I rather I'll I'll support you. I'll do this. I do that, but don't put me on the camera. Uh, but you know, God had to snatch me out of it, and just just like with your story, just, I knew that my story had to encourage other women. And I, I I definitely wanted you to come on to encourage others. So you, you gave a lot in your introduction, but tell us more about your journey. Uh, Tell us about, you know, you growing up, getting to the uh, part of with your, you know, pregnancy and all those things um, all the way up until, you know, the, your shirt line that I love, I love so much. Tell us all about it all. Sure. Sure. So um, I am the youngest out of all of my siblings, which I have two older sisters and a brother who passed away. Um, so I was right and <laughs> being a baby has its perks, but it also allowed me um, a lot of learning with being the youngest child because I got to see what to do and what not to do <laughs> through the eyes of my older siblings. Um, so I always consider myself very inquisitive, um, a learner, 
and writing was always my passion. Um, I was, again, the one that liked to be behind the scenes. And so when the gallery was called the gallery, um, I may not say much, but I felt like I was running to the gallery every 20 seconds, getting something written on a shirt because I wanted to brand myself a specific way or I wanted my clothes to speak for me. And um, it was something, of course, when gallery closed and it wasn't gallery anymore. Um, I still had this love for putting stuff on t-shirts and, <laughs> you know, marrying a graphic designer, I got to cheat because I would say certain things to my husband and I'll say, this is what I see in my head. I need you to go draw it out or, you know, design mm -hmm. it for me. And um, when I came to the church, he was already pastoring for about four and a half years. When I came to the church, um, there were all these women. There was a church full of women. And although they knew each other, they didn't know me and I didn't mm -hmm. know them. And so I went right back to my comfort zone. And one of the very first events I had at the church was a tea party, not tea with drinking tea, but T-E-E. -E. And I asked mm -hmm. the women to wear a shirt that um, told me the woman that they are, the woman that mm -hmm. they wanted to be, or um, something that inspired or told me something about them. And so my very first event with the lady, with ladies was everyone had on a t-shirt and everyone got to um, and tell a little bit about themselves and all of the things that they had gone um, and that just began to continue to speak to my story of, um, of course I love clothes, but, but having something that meant something to me, um, that I wasn't just wearing anything. Um, and so as I journeyed through life, um, some of those slogans that people may know me for right now, I have on my most famous, I don't do defeat tea. Um, a lot of the things that people know me for are things that I was kind of branded with throughout the journey. So um, I gave birth to two special needs children um, that were born with a rare terminal illness that um, we still don't have a lot of answers about, but unfortunately um, it caused us to send them back home to be with Jesus. Um, in the midst of that same battle, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer, had to undergo surgery and treatment to um, get rid of cancer, come to find out I had two different types of cancer present in my body. And then while that was going on, um, my husband was hospitalized. He went in um, to DKA, which is one step before diabetic coma, never having been diagnosed, developed a blood clot in his lungs that almost took his life. Um, and so while all of these things were going on, um, I was adamant about letting the enemy know yeah. that by no means am I going to surrender. Um, I know how to be a fighter because I was the baby. <laughs> so you know how to speak up to get yeah. your word. <laughs> and through that, um, God was just continuing to reveal to me even who I was, that Malisha, you're a prayer warrior. So pray your way through. You can speak life over your husband. He's going to come out of that hospital room. So in the midst of all of the situations, I was just writing little taglines and things like that. And so when Persuaded came about, um, yes, there's a lot of a million things that you could write on a t-shirt, but Persuaded was the birth of my love story with Christ and the journey through how he's never felt me. He's never left me. His love never changed. Yeah. Who he was to me, but also him revealing who I was. 
and who I was in the kingdom. And so um, I don't do defeat. I consider my favorite because um, I'm never going to speak anything outside of victory because my father told me I already have that. And so um, this shirt floating around in a whole lot of different colors because it's always my most um, publicized. It's always my heaviest marketed. Um, but it's all it's also my tagline because um, the reason why I'm still here is because I chose to fight. And because I chose to fight, I had the victory. Absolutely. So as all of this on, there was a whole component, um, more background, like I said, we get into to meet each other uh, through this uh, interview, but I'm a first lady, right? And I know for me already, it's already become some, a weight because now you have these women that you also, and just the church in general that you have to pray for and fast and all those things. So while going through all of this, how was that journey as a first lady? <laughs> so the, um, I don't want to say unfortunate part, but the challenging part was um, we conceived my daughter literally um, about 30 days after we got married. And so I was just coming to the church. So I ended up being sick throughout my pregnancy. The day they told us I was pregnant, they actually said, there's no point in congratulating you. You're going to miscarry her. Wow. It was 90%, they were 90% sure that I was going to miscarry her. So not only am I literally just getting married, <laughs> literally pregnant of 30 days later, here it is. I'm still supposed to lead a church. And this is my very first encounter. Um, there were definitely ebbs and flows. I, I thank God um, that the majority of our congregation were praying as well. And so um, they allowed me um, to be mom when I needed to step away and just be mom, um, to be Lady M and Lady Malisha when I knew that my voice was needed, um, my prayers were needed because they never stopped, but sometimes you wouldn't physically see me. And so as, again, as I'm new to all of this stuff, I just had to be open and honest about who I was, um, that I, I'm not, you know, and I don't say this to be offensive, but I'm not the standard first lady sitting on the front row waving. I'm going to be running around behind the scenes, working, serving. You're probably going to see me first outside, holding doors, scrubbing a bathroom. So although there were a lot of things going on, I was still telling them, like, this is who I am. So please don't put me in this box. Um, please don't expect things of me that are not what God called me to be. Um, and through me being open and my husband, um, serving a very crucial role and from the pulpit identifying who I was because that's critical mm -hmm. uh, for pastors' wives to have their husband um, with his stance and his authority to edify you and to affirm you. Um, so thankfully I have an amazing partner because it was rough everything happening all together but I definitely remained honest, open, um, I stayed in communication, <laughs> like, hey, guys, I love y'all, but there's going to be days when I just have to dip out because I'm a mom, or I'm tired, or me dealing with my own health. I have a spinal condition, um, and there's days where my spine will literally swell up, and it makes it hard to move, and so um, we, we were blessed. We have some good soldiers and servants at capacity. So they were gracious. Um, I mean, definitely challenging, still tugging because there's still a responsibility, right? God called us mm -hmm. to this. So you don't get to throw it away because life is happening. But um, through the communication, it wasn't 
um, horrible, <laughs> challenging, but definitely by the grace of God, um, we were able to maneuver through some of the most challenging times. And here I am approaching year six. So <laughs> when I thought I wasn't gonna make it in 2014, um, here it is that, you know, I'm like, okay, God, I guess this is what you really wanted because <laughs> everything didn't fall apart. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> You, you, you said something very uh, it stuck out to me because I think it's something that especially uh in the church world that we don't really talk about and being able to just be open and communicate about how you are and I, I think that is a very big part in our journey as women as people to just be able to fully communicate and how that can make the world up a difference uh mm -hmm. That's just amazing that you're, you're, you're so open to say that because some people are just like, no, I have to keep my head down. I have to try to figure it all out. I have to be all these places. I have to do all these things. I have to juggle them all and never stop it. But we have to get to a place, just like you said, where we can just take a moment. Okay, this is the role, but now I need to take a step back and now I need to move in this role and know that even in me doing that, my, my stance, my authority, it doesn't shift. It's just, I now need to move into a new role. So that, that's, you know, mm -hmm. it's something that has been very big with me. Uh, and I, and I try to tell everyone that I'm connected to, to just make sure that you are, you know, true to who you are and knowing that you can be who you are, but then have to switch through the role. So I'm so glad that you said that part. Uh, the next thing I want to ask you is uh, more about this your journey with your, your children. So uh, what was that experience like for you? How was that journey for you, uh, knowing all the things that you were going through and still having to you know, do all the things that you did? Hold on. I repeat your question. Okay. Um, so talk, talk more about your journey as a mother. Okay. Sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. It just started storming outside my house. So I think uh, my connection just got a little shaky. Um, so my journey as a mother was the scariest, most beautiful, amazing experience I've ever had, honestly. Um, I lost my mother when I was 22 years old. So all of the steps that I took as a mother, um, I didn't have her there with me for. Um, so I felt like I just pulled on all the things that I learned from her. And one of the things with me having a condition and being sick as a young child, um, I remember my mom, I would literally wake up in the middle of the night and it, I would be drenched in oil or something because my mother was <laughs> praying over me um, and just covering me um, and speaking life over me. So as a mom, that's what stuck out to me was that, um, yes, there's fun moments. Yes, there's a lot of amazing things. I loved my little people. Um, I love my little people, although they're no longer here. Um, but it was, it was scary. When my daughter was born, um, literally in hospital, me and my husband were like, something's wrong. And uh, doctors are like, oh, you're just a first time mom. You're scared. You got the jitters. I'm like, nope, something's not right with her. Um, and so I was very cautious, even to the point where I came home from work one day and I said to my husband, um, I think I'm going to have to make a decision between my job or my daughter because I want to keep an eye on her. And so childcare wasn't comfortable to me and other things because I knew something was wrong. And I felt like I was literally just waiting for the moment where it manifests. 
and not because I was condemning her, but I, I knew her. I knew her. Um, and so when it finally presented itself and we didn't have any answers and she had to be hospitalized, um, again, I had to pull back on what, what I saw my mother do, and that was pray. Um, so in the midst of, you know, the normal love and care that any loving parent will do, um, I had to truly pray because um, they counted my daughter out literally from the very beginning. Um, so while so many people were speaking death and telling me what she never would do and who she would never be, um, I was telling her that she could do anything and all things. Um, I was telling her how beautiful and how wonderful and how strong she was. Um, and that little girl, Malay Autumn, um, she brought out the warrior in me because we had some scary days together. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of things in this situation that unlocks it. And motherhood unlocked the warrior in me. It really did. Um, because, again, I was faced with something that was bigger than me but it wasn't bigger than my god and so i had to surrender them to him i had to tell him that they belong to him and although i'm just i was just a babysitter on earth and so Say that part again. i said i had to it, the situation was bigger than me but it wasn't bigger than my god and so i surrendered it all to him and that included surrendering them to him and so every single day i would get up and i would say lord give me the grace to get these children through this day. Give us what we need to get us through this day. Because now I left work, now I'm a full-time stay-at-home mom. Now it's 24 hours care. My children are on ventilators. They're required to um, have that to help them breathe. So it was real, okay? It, it, it was no, no, no rest, no blinking, because I felt like I was on 24 seven. Yeah. Um, but then it got to a place where God corrected me and told me, because I was like, I'm going to save them. I'm going to save them. I'm going to save them. And God said, that's not your job. You're not their savior. I am. And so after he checked me, um, he also comforted me in knowing that this journey with them will soon come to an end on earth, but that they will be okay. Um, and my husband and myself would be okay. Um, so the, the motherhood journey, again, you know, it was amazing. Um, prayerfully, I will get to encounter a healthy baby um, and have all the joys of walking and talking and being called mom and pitter patter because I didn't get any of that. But ultimately, um, I was given two of the most amazing little people, strong, stubborn, <laughs> but amazing, amazing people that taught me so much. Um, that my motherhood journey, you know, Alicia Keys has a song and she's not talking about it, but about that, but she says, at least I got to love you. Mm -hmm. And when I sum up my motherhood journey, although so far it's landed me a little sad and a broken heart at times, um, I am so grateful that I got the chance to love them. I'm so grateful that I got the chance to carry them and cover them um, and even get them to where they were. So grateful.
that's that's my motherhood journey grateful you have and sorry like you have so many different journeys that i think are are so important so i'm i'm a tap on them all i know i know you say you didn't oh, want to stop, stop. <laughs> i know listen i want you to i want you to keep going so we talked about your journey as a wife we talked i'm not as a wife that's the one we're going to well we talked about your journey as a first lady we talked about your journey as a mother um but something that people often forget that my job as a wife and my job as a first lady are two different things. So talk about your journey as a wife and going through the emotions of a mother, but then also having to be there as a wife in that situation. So if I'm, if I'm, if I'm hundred percent honest, this is, we can keep it real here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So if I'm hundred percent honest, um, I struggled as a wife because I felt like my children were defenseless. And so I needed to be on for them 24 seven. And there were times where I was an amazing mom, you know, the bomb all day long, <laughs> I was holding it down. But then I would come home and be like, did my husband eat dinner today? Then I didn't even tell him I love him. Did I encourage him today? Because I've been at the hospital for 14 hours and I came home tired. And um, there were months of that, <laughs> honestly, there were months of that where I was just so focused again on saving my kids, which I thought was my responsibility at that time, um, that everything else was falling by the wayside. And, you know, we were sleeping in a bed together and we were together and we were connected, but we weren't. Mm -hmm. um, and then I had to repent because I wasn't honoring him for who God made him in my life. And it wasn't, it wasn't intentional. Yeah. Right. He was holding down the church. I'm holding down the babies. And together we just stick it together. And <laughs> but I was not being intentional about putting him first. So um, the journey for me as a wife, if I'm being honest, it's really now just beginning. Mm -hmm. Because although we're approaching year six, <laughs> the first four and a half years, I was a mom. Yeah, I was a mom. And so now I have to get back to serving my husband and covering him. And again, you know, there were things that I was doing. Yeah, the, the forefront wasn't him. The, the priority was not him. And um, again, God, God was checking me. You know, he, if you pray about something and you, you really want to get better, oh, he will give you that opportunity. Okay. So the Lord was checking me. And saying again, because you're trying to take my job and saving them, you're not focused on what I gave you in this wow. um, and it's so I'm like, okay, oh. husband, let's talk a little bit. Let me let me tell you what the Lord just said. Um, so now that it is just him and I, um, you know, I asked him, hey, let's we never fell out of love, we never stopped being friends, but I know for a fact that I wasn't prioritizing him and his needs because I was like, look, I'm taking care of your kids, that's good enough. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> um, so now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm finding the joy in serving him and just loving him and being intentional with dating him and not checking my phone every two seconds to call chop or, you know, all the things that were weighing down my mind when my children were here. Um, I vowed to him the day that we put our children in the ground that I was going to start fresh and that I was going to um, be the wife that I knew that I could be. And that's not perfect, okay? No, by no means is that perfection, but to just give him the honor that he did deserve. And so we're, we are dating and we are reevaluating who we are. 
um, how we've changed because this journey did, you know, it was ugly at points. And so it changed us drastically. So me and my husband, I went to elementary school together. So we've known each other for a very, very long time. But there were, again, ebbs and flows that shifted who we were. And so I was like, let me, let me rediscover Sean. And and honestly, let me rediscover Malisha because even Mm -hmm. I got caught up and got lost into my children that Malisha didn't even exist anymore. It was just mom, you know, it was just special needs mom. And so as we um, now are embarking on this journey together without all the million other things in the background, my health is under control, his health is under control, the church is going good, we've laid our children to rest. Uh, We're just being very, very intentional. Um, So again, love didn't change, Um, care didn't change, you know, in the heart of it all, but in by action, I definitely wasn't doing the best job. So now I'm very, very intentional and he's still spoiled. So (laughs) I'm just trying to catch up for some of the things that I know that um, I may have lacked or missed um, while I was focusing on the children. Wow. Listen, I I love it because one of the things I think we often forget too, uh, the importance of not only being transparent with others, but be being transparent with our spouse uh, and realizing that, you know, we, like you said, we may have known them since we were kids, but at every season and chapter of our lives, there's a shift in learning how to reevaluate and to move with the shift because sometimes we get so caught up in what we've known that we miss what we could, what could be because we don't want to take the shift. So that's amazing. Um, The fact that you guys were able to even be transparent with each other to have that conversation and make the decision to make the shift and to not get it in a place of sadness and brokenness, but to use it as a use this as a fuel to make you your next chapter even greater so that is yeah. absolutely amazing listen I know that you don't want to talk long but one more part before we go to the next question I wanted you to talk about your journey as a businesswoman okay how has that been so that one um I'll say it's it's the most uncomfortable one honestly um being a businesswoman requires you to be up front right in the forefront and that's just it's really not who I am. I am truly a servant all day long. And so I don't mind behind the scenes. Um, and with my husband and our bishop, um, our spiritual parents, Bishop Coleman and Lady Coleman, um, they will not let you sit still. Okay. If God said something and they got wind of it, they're going to push you. Mm-hmm. And so um, when you have multiple people in your corner, which I'm so grateful for speaking life, into um, my writing, speaking life, into even persuaded. Um, again, persuaded is my love story with Christ, and it, it just chronicles each shirt is a different chapter. Yeah. And one of the other things I began doing when I was trying to um, just be mindful over my mind, um, I took up sewing classes, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to let the enemy use this time to try to get me. I'm not going to be idle. Um, and so I was making earrings and cutting out random materials and let me make this maxi skirt and let me make this duster. Um, and my husband was like, cool, take a picture. We're going to market it. And I was like, wait, what, huh? What? No. Um, and so businesswoman is my, it's uncomfortable. It's my ministry. It's my ministry because Today, I, I sent a shirt to a young lady and um, she had just came, she fell on my heart and I sent her a shirt and um, 
I sent her a shirt that said, I got crazy faith. Mm-hmm. And I included a note that said, I just wanted to remind you because she's going through a season and she also is a special needs mother. Um, and so she's going through a season and I said, I just wanted to remind you of who you are. You are a warrior. You are a faith walker, not just talker. So this is just to remind you of that because I don't want what you see right now to lose sight, for you to lose sight. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we have the shirts that are more fun that says, nah, I'm good. And people thought that was a shirt to be rude, but it really wasn't. Um, (laughs) Nah, I'm good. That came from security. That came from identifying who I was and denouncing anything that wasn't of God that didn't edify me, that did not glorify him, that wasn't putting myself in unhealthy situations. And so I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Like if it, if it doesn't mean me any well, if it's not gonna, if it's not gonna get me anywhere, if it's not gonna help, I ain't doing it. And so, you know, it, it's a fun thing, but what, what blesses me is when I see somebody post a picture with that, I don't do defeat, or I'm just out here trusting God, or I got crazy faith. Um, and all of the other things that come loved, nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. These were things that I literally prayed about. These were things that I agonized about because when you're going through a season um, of <laughs> never ending valleys, the enemy will do his best work to have you. He, he, won't, he won't get you to believe that God isn't real because he can't do that, right? But he can try to get you to believe that he doesn't love you and that God isn't good. And so with everything that I was going through, I had to really find out what it means to not be separated from the love of God, because I am a rape survivor. I have been through so many things that it's like, are you sure I'm called God? Because this feels like the opposite of that. And um, persuaded came from those tears, those prayers. And that is my ministry. So yes, it's business and I'm grateful for the opportunity for income, but this is so much bigger than a t-shirt sale for me. Um, And so as businesswoman, I want to remain um, focused on the fact that this is indeed ministry. Mm -hmm. And thankful for the opportunity to have some income from it, but never losing sight of why I put what I put on a shirt Absolutely. I, I write what I write on the blog because Persuaded has a blog as well. Um, what what all of that means and who it's for, because it may have been me that went through it, but it was for somebody else. God didn't save me for me. Yes. I mean, I'm special, but not that special. <laughs> Ultimately, it's for his glory and the work that has to be done. So businesswoman tries to remain conscious. Businesswoman tries to be in the front, but not too much. Um, but also just, I'm learning. My husband been, has been business savvy for forever. And so again, God is so decent and he's so intentional. He gave me a good partner to help me navigate through some of this stuff. Um, but this is the very, very beginning of Persuaded. And it's not to sound cocky. It's to sound confident in what Absolutely. God has called me to do. Y'all ain't seen nothing yet. Absolutely. This, is, this is just the beginning. <laughs> I love it. Uh, 
and you kept saying the word intentional and I, I, that's so true um because even with me like i i'm a t-shirt girl to, to the day is done uh you know having church online lately has been great because i can wear my t-shirts nobody expected <laughs> me to be the first yeah um but I, I truly believe that it is intentional. And when someone is is buying a T-shirt, um, for for so many for so many years, I felt voiceless. And I would, like you said, would put on my shirt what it is that I wanted to say outward. So I I definitely agree with you that this your that is a ministry. Um, and that is what I met you well heard of you under of the I don't uh, do defeat. So it is definitely a ministry. It is definitely blessing people. Um, even if you get to see them or not, like every time your shirt walks by someone, it, it's just a reminder that, you know, no matter what comes our way, that we won't do defeat and we we will be conquerors and we will come out victorious. Absolutely. Uh, so I want to ask this next question. I asked all of my podcast interviewees this question. I, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a mom myself and uh, Dora is a part of my, my, you know, my, my TV show time. And, you know, Dora carries that backpack, but I believe that we as women, we as people, we carry an invisible backpack um, to help us, you know, get through our day-to-day lives, our day-to-day journey. So what would you say has been in your um, invisible backpack? Has it been a song, a scripture, uh, people, anything? What has been in your invisible backpack? Um, I, I think Dora is a good uh, <laughs> a good reference because I got a little bit of everything in this backpack. <laughs> um, I have some amazing, amazing friends who um, I can talk to just to vent. I have some prayer warriors in my backpack. I have amazing, um, again, my husband, that's my rider, right? Um, I have an amazing partner. Um, I have, I call them situational scriptures because there are, you know, people sometimes ask, what's your favorite scripture? And I say, it depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> depending on what's going on, <laughs> the scripture might be something else. And so, of course, you know, persuaded comes from scripture. Um, and so that's some of my all-time favorites, but there are scriptures that remind me of who I am. And so there are days where I'm like, this church is too much, it's too much to lead, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I'm reminded of Romans 12 and, you know, presenting myself as a living sacrifice is the least that I can do, right? Yeah. It's the least that I could do. And so sometimes when I need a good check-in, it's like, okay, that's on, that's in your backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm discouraged and life feels unfair, I have to remind myself to be not weary and well-doing um, because again, endurance, endurance, endurance. I could have lost, I could have lost my life, my husband, this journey altogether. And I don't look at my children being away as a loss. I look at that as a gain because there was so much learned in that process. But again, it was a choice to fight. It was a choice to show up to the battle. And so endurance is in that backpack. Faith is in that backpack. Okay, crazy. I look crazy. Nobody else believes me. It's going to happen. Faith um, was in that backpack. And then um, I think above all else, the grace of God. Absolutely. (laughs) The grace of God just reminding me that it is possible. Just reminding me that I'm possible. Just Mm -hmm. reminding me that, you know, it can be done. And I'm not one that says, um, God doesn't give you anything more than you can bear. I believe (laughs) that he doesn't give you more than he can bear. Yes. So again, just referring all of that and surrendering and submitting all of that back to him, because 
there was a lot more in my backpack before. I had a well-paying job and I thought that was security until that got taken away, right? Mm -hmm. And I had a mama who I thought was my savior because she always seemed to have all the answers and then I lost her. So there were a lot of things that I had to remove from my backpack so that God could reveal who he really was to me and, and who I was. And so now it's just my crew. It's just some scripture, but it's, it's faith, it's endurance, but it's the grace of God. It's only by the grace of God. Every single season, every single season of my life, um, it was there. It's a keeping power, sustaining power, some mind-regulating power. Um, the grace of God can do so much. It's, 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 yes, it's about saving, but it's also about empowering. And that is that's, that's, that's the perfect that's, segue. That's my backpack. <laughs> I love it. So that is the perfect segue. So the last question that I have for you, even though this whole whole interview has been empowering, it has been, it has been encouraging, all those things and more. But what are some empowering words that you can share with someone who may be going through a similar uh, journey? And it could be any of the journeys that you've gone through. Um. So. Two things um, I, I try to remember. One of them is breathe. And it, it sounds simple, but one of the things that I learned from my children, um, and I didn't realize that we all do it, but I learned from my children. Um, one of the things that my children would do when they were um, startled was hold their breath. Mm. Because with a brain disease, your mind doesn't break down everything that's happening as easy as it would for you and I. And so when anything shocked them, they will hold their breath. And one of the things that I used to tell them, it's okay to breathe. Wow. You have to take a breath. And as the journey continued, I realized that I wasn't breathing. I was so scared. I was so caught up that I was just as rigid and as stiff. And you feel so much better when you just stop and breathe. Yeah. And I know it sounds super simple, but it was so profound to me because that is, something that my children taught me, but also something that I encourage for them to do. Um, breathe. Don't, don't lose your ability to keep on living. Take a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath. Take a deep breath. Do not give up your ability to live. Don't lose your ability to keep going. Um, and so breathing. And then again, um, trust God. Trust God. And I know it sounds good, right? How can somebody that went through everything that I went through say that with a smile? Because he's never failed me. Yes. And with everything that I've gone through, I don't care if people know Malisha. I want them to see him. I want them to know that if I'm still standing here, praying victory, saying I don't do defeat, that's because my God is real. His love is real and the power from it is real. And so ain't no point in stressing out. Trust God. Trust God. Breathe and trust God. Because if you can do those two things, I promise you, you'll realize that you have so much more in you than you thought you did. You'll realize that the resources are in your hand. You'll realize that all you have to do is take a step and God has already mapped out the destination. He just needs you to take that faith walk again, trusting him. And so breathe and trust God. If you can do those things, don't give up your ability to live. 
Don't lose your fight to live and trust God for the process, through the process, in the process, because everybody wants a promise, right? But nobody wants to go through the process. That part. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, you know, even this, it's, it's funny because people are like, I want to marry a pastor. No, you don't. <laughs> I, I know it looks cute, but work honey this is real work Absolutely. um and so you know it's grateful for god to trust me enough to choose me for this um but at the end of the day i trust him enough to get me through this yeah so yeah. <laughs> those are my things to empower and encourage breathe 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 don't let the enemy think he's one don't let him think he can take your breath away and catch you off guard you are strong you are victorious you are powerful so breathe, breathe, and trust God. <laughs> just gonna do, do a breathe, just breathe right hey, now. Just, just, just breathe. Woo! Breathe, just breathe, just breathe. Uh, I just want to say thank you. Um, I thank you for your transparency. I thank you for your willingness. You could have easily have said, "I don't know this lady." Um, no, but I just thank you for just being obedient. Uh, I don't know about anybody else. I can attest for myself that you have truly encouraged me um, to continue to, to press through and to continue on this journey. So I want to say thank you for that. Uh, we may have people on this uh, live right now or who's going to listen back to the podcast on our The Journey uh, podcast. But can you give them your information so that they can stay um, updated with all the great things that you have in store? Sure, sure, sure. So I am, again, Malisha C. Edmonds. My name is M-E-L-I-C-I-A-C, Edmonds, E-D-M-O-N-D-S. And I am that way on social media. So Facebook and Instagram. I don't have Twitter and all that other stuff. I'm not that fancy. But Facebook and Instagram, I am Malisha C. Edmonds. Um, if you are looking to shop and get persuaded, it is IamPersuaded.co. And again, we have a blog. Um, we want you to be um, buy something for someone else just continue to speak life um, and then our wonderful wonderful church is capacity church philly we are at the corner of queen and wayne also doing virtual right now um, but we are looking to gear up in the fall to have our grand opening and welcome everyone back so feel free to check us out on capacity philly that's our church um, again i'm typically behind the scenes but i am there too mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and again um, even if you don't remember much about me, um, know that God loves you um, and, and, that, and that you can make it. That, that's what I want you to remember. Thank you so much, Alicia. Thank you to all those who have listened. Uh, life won't be easy, but it's a journey worth taking. So thank you again, Alicia, for th taking the journey with us. Uh, be sure to tune in. We actually have another interview uh, happening next Tuesday with Miss Susan C. Smalls. So thank you again. <laughs>